Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. To the left of me this week is No, I'm, I'm the right of you. I messed it up. That's right. You're on my right, not my left. Left oh my of you gosh. is Victor. What the heck? It's been a hard left. He's, he's offended now. He's over there. Look, look at him. He's crying. That's right. Oh, wait. He's not here. That's right. <laughs> Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards. I completely botched that up. Uh, like I said, it's we been a long over. couple weeks. Let's just... <laughs> you know what? I like Rewinded. messing up. People think that this isn't on record now, or this isn't a repeat of the beginning again, right? So oh, man. It's fresh stuff. I mean, you're living this whole thing of being a broken person. You're a broken <laughs> broadcaster now. I am. There you go. I'm trying to, you know, break myself all the way around. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's okay. That's okay. But no, I'm glad to be here with you, Dean and Jeff. We just, you know, here we are on the first show after Lent and Easter and... Hallelujah, hallelujah. Double hallelujah. That's right. Yeah, he, is he is risen. He is risen indeed. Right. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, for the last, what, 40 plus days, we've gone through Lent. And, and you know, if we, we went through it the way we're supposed to, we've looked for things that matter in our life to, mm. to sacrifice or the things that we maybe need to rid ourselves of and have gone into that desert with Christ. And, and so now we're here Is that after what you Lent. did? Uh, a little bit, I yeah. I should have tried Still that. knocking the sands out of my boot. But. <laughs> I should have tried that. Yeah, but So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Before we jump into that, though, I want to... I just want to give everybody a studio update. So here we are a couple of weeks away from May. Um, we're getting closer every day. There, there's some pieces that have come in that have been holding up the construction. So now they're getting in there and ready to drywall and all that stuff. So they're literally on a slow boat from China. Yeah, but you're not kidding. <laughs> well, we had a lot of rain and stuff too. So it's just, you know, a lot of that's held stuff up. But yeah. we're getting to the point now where we're going to be able to start putting up drywall paint and getting stuff in and then uh, you know, have, have the cameras and things start getting to put it up. And then here in a month or so, hopefully we'll have, you know, some, some video stuff come out, you know, Matt Frad's coming to our parish at Holy Rosary here in Memphis in May, and he's going to be the first guest in the studio. Um, so I'm excited to have him. Hopefully everything will be done and working and operating by then. But folks, like, I can't tell you how thankful I am. We've received a lot of donations, whether it was $5 or a thousand dollars or 500 or, you know, whatever it was over the last few weeks, we've gotten a lot of donations from a lot of people. And so I just want to say thank you, um, you know, and, and again, it doesn't matter how, how, how little or how much you give, it all helps, you know, to, to get the studio built, but also to allow us to keep doing new things, you know, I mean, equipment costs money, um, materials and things to continue to build this content and all the stuff that we're putting out here costs money. So I, I just invite you to become a monthly supporter, you know, whether that's $5 a month or, you know, $250 a month, whatever you want to do, you can do that at donorbox.org. That's www.donorbox.org slash pew. And when you become that monthly donor, it, it's ta- it's a tax write-off for a 501c3. So all that money goes to straight into supporting what we're doing, whether it's, you know, helping us get out there to do more parish missions, um, building more content, you know, growing our YouTube channel, bringing on employees, which is something that we're, ne- we're at a point of needing to do now. Yeah. Um, so all that helps. And, you know, with us not being a profit, we, we depend on those donations. So thank you for all those that have given. If you haven't, I just, you know, stick my hat out and just say, please, you know, if you've been, if you've been helped by this show at all, um, I just humbly ask for, for you to consider donating so we can continue to, to grow what we're doing and to bring you better and better content all the time. So again, you can do that at donorbox.org. Um, the parish missions, I want to say thank you to Father Matthew over at Holy Spirit in Memphis and Wendy Gab. Uh, they invited us over there. It was great to do one in our hometown. 
Um, it was nice to look around and just see people I've known for a long time in my life and to get to do that restored mission, that three talk mission in front of people. And, uh, you know, Father Matthew, he was so kind. He said it was the highlight of their Pierce's Lent so far and that he wanted somebody to come in and call them, you know, into this deeper relationship with Christ. And so that's what we're doing out there. And, you know, guys, we're booking these up, uh, trying to twice a month. So we've got quite a few from now until June, got a couple in the fall. But if you're looking to to bring somebody in that can really speak about a lot of things, our brokenness, um, the restoring our identity, you know, getting away from these this this some of our sins and the lies of the devil and all those things that he tries to beat us down with, and can help people start to really see that we're we're beloved sons and daughters, that God is a good father, and that it can help people start to see the purpose of their life. That's what we do. And then we take them into an introduction and hopefully a deepening of their relationship with Jesus and how much he wants to have a personal relationship with them and how Catholic that really is. So we're giving those talks and then we're, we're building men's groups in places. And, you know, I, I'm checking in with these leaders all the time and I'm just getting all this feedback from, from guys that are saying, man, this is changing our parish. This is helping so many men. Guys are going to confession for the first time in forever. And this is what we wanted to set out and do was to build communities out there so that when we come in, it's just not a flash in the pan. There's something there. It's fruit that lasts. So, guys, if you're interested in that, you can go to our website at justaguyinthepew.com. Go to the events and book me page. And right there in the middle, you'll see, uh, find out more about starting men's groups that will last. You can go there, fill out the form, and then we'll contact you and see we, how we can help. But I believe that's what we're called to. I think that's what God uniquely you know, made me for is helping in that way. Yeah. And I love to do it. So. If you're a guy out there that that feels like the Lord's calling you to start something or be a part of something, don't sit there and listen to the devil saying, oh, you just need to sit still and you can't do that and you're not the right guy. Go and talk to your pastor and then reach out to us and we can start something and help you build something there. And I promise you with our leader training and everything else, we can help you even if you do feel like you're inadequate with it. I did when I started one. But uh, the Lord, He can fill uh, up the spots where we're not, <laughs> where we're not always perfect, right? He can fill those spots for us. So He doesn't call the qualified, right? So, I, mean, I knew call, you were going right? to say that. <laughs> Cliche number one from Deacon <laughs> Jeff Zimski. But, but so guys, again, you can do that by going to our website and go to the Book Me page. And again, thank you to Father Matthew and, and Wendy for having us in. Uh, Deacon Jeff, you know, we we started talking there in the beginning about, like I said, Lent's over. We've had this forty days. You know, for some of us, we may have really struggled. We may have, you know, hit on something the Lord like wanted to open up that we didn't want to open up right. uh, during Lent, which is awesome. You know, if we've if we've been granted that sort of of gift, um, it's a grace. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, have probably had the Lent where it's like, okay, Lent started, and what did I give up again? And when's it over? And okay, good. Now I can go back to life as usual. I would stop and say just for a second, sure. That's probably a lot more people than we realize. Oh yeah. In fact, probably. It happens to all of us. Sure. Right. Where it just, it just, it's like we're, we're treading water. Yeah. Spiritually. Right. And so Lent can be that way where it's like, you can forget what you gave up. Yeah, it is. It, it's all, it, it reminds me often too, of like, when you talk about hell with, with Christians, a lot of people think like there's no Christians in hell, you know, yeah. and, and like, there's probably a lot more self-proclaimed Christians in hell than what we think, because there's a difference between, you know, writing down I'm Catholic on a, on a form for work than it is living the Catholic life. And the same thing happens with Lent, right? We could we can just simply say, I'm gonna I'm Lent's another thing I'm gonna get through, like another season. You know, you, you go through Christmas and and as soon as Christmas is over, you're boxing up your 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 decorations, taking everything down, it's on to the next thing, right? right. When's Valentine's Day? When's St. Patrick's Day? When's Easter? 
You know, and then if we come out of Lent and Easter, a lot of us are probably going, all right, see you later, Easter, Cinco de Mayo, here we come, you know? <laughs> it's like looking for the next thing. And if, we, if we've done that, then we've, we've really made a mistake and we've missed the benefit of, of what the church gives us in the gift of Lent is this time period to really slow down and look at our lives and be honest with ourselves about like, am I, am I really living for Jesus? Am I, is my life really about him or is it about me? And what are these things in me that I need to get rid of? And so, you know, we really have two choices. I mean, this show's called Lent's Over, What's Now? You know, what, what happens now? Well, I think there's a decision that has to be made. Like, am I going to go back to business as usual? Like we talked about where, where we're going to go back to the way we are. We, you know, if it's Tuesday and we've already had 500 pounds of chocolate because we gave it up yeah. for Lent or, you know, you're a guy that said, okay, I've caught up. <laughs> that's right. Or 200 beers in Sunday because you didn't drink the whole time. Then has Lent really served its purpose or was it just something that we, we dealt with because, you know, Catholic guilt or is it something that we really embraced? And so we have those options, either business as usual or, you know, or have we been transformed by it? And so I think that's what I want to talk about today, Deacon Jeff. And just, you know, with you being a deacon and, and, and just, you know, I see how you throw yourself into Lent and how this is one of your favorite times of year. I just wanted to talk with you today, especially since Victor couldn't be here and I had no choice. But, <laughs> the price was right. That's right. But I wanted to just kind of get your take on that because I, I really do think that so many of us miss the gift that is Lent because it's just another thing, right? It's it's our grocery store. It's our don't eat meat on Fridays, our grocery store list, our, our mow the lawn today and everything else that comes into the normalcy of life. And we really miss what, what this could be about. So there's a couple of things I would say right off the bat. One is... Uh, you know, you can walk around all day with uh, something unsightly on your face, like, or your hair is messed up. But until you like look in the mirror, yeah, you actually don't know that, or unless somebody tells you, right? Sure. But the point is, unless you do any kind of self-examination or introspection, any kind of, uh, let me just take a moment and look at myself in the mirror, yeah, right, and evaluate. That's when you find out the unsightly, you know, the the food from lunch that's still on your chin or in your beard or whatever, or your hair's all messed up or whatever. You're like, have I been around going around all day like this? Yeah. You know, and you've got to take time to look at yourself, right? It's a simple, practical thing. Well, Lent is really supposed to be like that. Yeah. I mean, it really is an opportunity. At the very least, if you take all the spirituality out of it, it's a time to look at ourselves, to assess where we are, yeah. who we are. And then you could go deeper into like whose we are. Right. And things like that. You can start thinking more profoundly. And so it will lead to something, uh, a spiritual grace in your life because you took the time. Sure. Right. And the other thing I would say is that Lent is, it's really not supposed to be something that's endured. Right. Right. A lot of people yeah. see it that way. Like it's a trial. Like a punishment. Yeah. Like if I can get through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm barely able to get through. Thank goodness for those Sundays. And I get a little bit of a respite, you know, but but really I've whoo, I gave up this and I really I really like that. And 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 but I gave it up, you know, and sure. I and I and I climbed the mountain. And and the thing is, it's you know, you hear all the, here's another cliche number two. Sure. But it's, like, it's it's not the destination it's the journey. Right. Ding. Yeah. Ding, like another nickel for every time I do one of those. What does he win, Johnny? <laughs> you know. But the but the point is, um, you know, Lent is uh it's a process and a methodology mm-hmm. that's what it should be it's not a trial to be endured sure. it's not something that you like well if you suffer then you'll enjoy easter more right right even though there's truth to that yeah right if you don't have a a, a hot shower right for a month and then you decide to have a hot shower that hot shower is going to feel good yeah but that's the physicality of it 
But essentially, you know, Lent is supposed to be a methodology. It's supposed to be a way in which we grow closer to Jesus. Yeah. And we do that through, uh, well, uh, humbling ourselves, opening ourselves up and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on us. And so it's only through those two things. So introspection. So look at yourself. Yeah. Take a look in the mirror, see where you are, but also use this as an opportunity to grow closer and to be transformed. And that's when that transformation will take place when you open yourself up to that. Sure. And you make such a good point. As you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, the verse where it's like, when you give alms, don't let your other hand know what your what your other hand's yeah, doing. Yeah, what's the right? point? Like, of, right. <laughs> and it's like with Lent, sometimes we can sit there and we, we pick these things and then we gripe about them the whole time, right? Right. Like, oh, I can't have ice cream the entire Lent or, oh, I, I can't have a beer. And it's like... That wasn't the purpose of it was to see if you could suffer just to suffer. You know, suffering is supposed to move us out of a place, to call us into a different place. And and it's a gift. And, it, you know, a lot of times there's many Catholics that I've talked to and myself. I've fallen into this where it's like, Lord, why are you making me suffer? And, and I don't look at it as the gift of, okay, what are you trying to move me out of? Where are you trying to call me to? What are you trying to right. bring me to? And so you're exactly right. And and so I think the answer to that now, like with this now what is is, you know, Am I going to be transformed the rest for the rest of my life? Like this wasn't meant to be a forty a forty plus day period to see if you can make it right. right. Like how many? It's not a detox. Yeah. How many times can I go to the gym? And like I, I haven't been in ten years. I'm going to go throw up two fifty on the bench like a hundred and seventy <laughs> times. Right. That, that's, I could oh, do that. Yeah, but like, what does that what does that prove? Right. So you went in there and you're going to be sore as hell the next day, yeah. and you're never going to go back again. Right. So what does that really prove? This Lenten journey should be okay. Now I've I've found a deeper longing for the Lord. I've I've really placed myself into. Hopefully, you did the Holy Tritium and Holy Week and all of those things, and and tied yourself to into His passion. You know, that last week, I mean, we we went to Father Gio's Holy Hour on Monday, which was really really special. It always is, but during Holy Week, it was really special. Then I saw you at the Chrism Mass, which is one of my favorite masses of the year. It's beautiful, and to see all those priests renew their vows and. And just to see so many brothers and sisters of the diocese and all the deacons present and all these things, it's just a beautiful thing. And then, you know, we had our men's group Wednesday night and we watched a video on the passion, which is, you know, Father Larry does a recount of that. And he's very, uh, he really gets into the details and is very dramatic in it. And, you know, I had a tear in my eye the whole time. And so did everybody around the room because it, it really made you stop and go like, this is what has happened. Like this isn't some sunshine Oh yeah, Jesus went and he died for my sins and good for Jesus. It's it's really like focusing on the brutality of it and what happened to him and what he endured for us. And that deserves a response in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, a response not just of okay, Jesus, I'll give you an hour on Sunday, but like no, I'll give you my entire life. Like every mm-hmm. moment of it, whether it's a decision I'm making at my job or the way that I raise my children or the way that I'm, I react with people when I'm driving my car down the street, it's, it should be a whole transformative experience to say, that should have been me yeah. right on that cross. That should have been you. And, and it wasn't because we have a God who loves us so much that he was willing to take our place. And how can you look at that and go through that and understand that and not be moved to be different? <laughs> Right, not to be moved to say like, this can't just be another thing in my life, and so this is the point of 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 what Lent brings us to is is for the Lord to say like, look what I've done for you. Like the devil's lying to you that I don't love you, that that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, that I won't forgive you. But this these three days should show us that that is absolutely not the truth. In the great links of love that God the Father went in giving up. The one thing that he loved more than us in the world, Jesus, 
And then, and then Jesus's willingness to say that, like we kept talking about that in the men's group the other night in the garden is, is here's the God of the universe. And we were talking about the priestly prayer in John, the long form where Jesus mm-hmm. is not only sweating blood and his, 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 his three best friends in the world are asleep and all those things, but he's praying for you. He's praying for me, you know, and, and, and at any time he could have snapped his fingers and said, you know what, I won't, let's do this over. I'm fixing yeah. everything right now. I don't have to do all this. I'm God. Boom. Everything's over. There is no snake. There is no devil. We're done. But he doesn't do that. He instead chooses to go through all of this, and I think to show us how much he loves us. And so, as I said, like I think that we have to start looking at Jesus' life. I mean, if, if his passion has impacted us the way that it should have, then we should start to realize moving forward that our lives need, our lives need to look more like his. And, and that should be our response. So, you know, I was reading a verse. It was... The Sunday before, it was Palm Sunday. So yeah, it was Palm Sunday. It was the second reading from St. Paul, and it was from the uh, Philippians, Philippians 2, 5 through 11. And it said this, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. So Dean and Jeff, looking at that verse, I think it kind of lays out what our life needs to be like after this. Like if we're going to, everyone says you need to be like Christ. You need to be like Christ. You got to be a light in the world like Christ. Well, what does that mean? It means we have to humble ourselves. Yeah. I heard some scary words in there. Yeah. Like humble. <laughs> right. We have to be obedient even to death. Yeah. Right. And that's what Jesus says is like, greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for one's friends. This isn't just some catchy, like cliche for him to throw out there. He's calling you to, yes, I physically took on torture and, and all of these things in, in a, the most brutal death the world has ever seen, but you have to die to yourself too, right? You have to give up these selfish wants and desires and believe in the truth of who I am and understand that your joy and everything you're looking for will come through that, not in spite of it. And so this is where I think we have to go. And and there's so many, I've got a couple quotes here from saints I want to read and share with you that, that really understand this. The first is, is St. Gemma, and she says, Why did you suffer for me, Jesus? For love, the nails, the crown, all of the love for me, of me. For you, I sacrifice everything willingly. I offer you my body with all of its weakness and my soul with all its love. That was a quote from St. Gemma. A second one from St. Bonaventure. He who desires to go on advancing from virtue to virtue, which is what we talk about on this show all the time, from virtue to virtue, from grace to grace, grace should me- meditate continually on the passion of Jesus. There is no practice more profitable for the entire sanctification of the soul than the frequent meditation on the sufferings of Christ. Mm, now that's yeah. from St. Bonaventure, and I'll give you one more. Christians must lean on the cross of Christ just as travelers lean on a staff when they begin a long journey. They must have the passion of Christ deeply embedded in their minds and hearts because only from it can they derive peace and grace and truth. Dean Jeff, I mean, these are the saints that have gone before us in our church. Yeah. And and this is what has to come out of Lent. Like they understood this. And so, like I said, we have two options. It's going to be business as usual. And this meant nothing in my life. And I'm going to go right back to sinning. And, you know, I gave up, you know, porn or whatever for Lent. And then I'm right back on the computer on Tuesday or Monday. That can't be the extent of this. If it is, we've wasted one of the greatest gifts that the church has to offer us. So if you uh, if you take Lent seriously and you really do empty yourself, mm-hmm. which is that's what the humility, the, the humbling is, is is about. And certainly it's a little piece of why we give something up, mm-hmm. right? If we 
if we empty ourselves, then what we're supposed to do is not have empty selves. Right. Sure. Right. We're, we're supposed to be filled. And, but what are we filled with? We can't fill ourselves with Jesus until we empty ourselves. So that's why there's something about this emptiness, right? Humbling ourselves, uh, dying to self, giving up stuff, right? And, and just basically getting rid of all of that. And, and so that we can be filled with Jesus. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. And that's why it's important. You've mentioned it a couple of times. You talked about like the Paschal Triduum and these these holy three days, the most holy three days in the church, uh, the, the, the Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday leading into the Easter Vigil. And so you, you see that period of time. And this is why I think it's a shame that so many Catholics don't realize the glory of and, and the grace that comes in that Holy Weekend and why it's the cap to Holy Week, but really yeah. it's the cap to the year. So you give up something for Lent, right? And so if you're doing option one, which is like, is this just going to be a regular old, I'm just doing this like I always do Lent. I gave up chocolate or I gave up Cokes or I gave up beer or I gave up some, whatever. And it's like, and then I'm going to go right back to it and this I had this little whatever, or am I going to be transformed? Well, I'm telling you, your odds of being transformed are much greater if you show up at Holy Thursday, yeah. if you show up at Good Friday, and if you go to the Easter Vigil, I know people are like, but aren't those the long masses? Yeah. It's yeah. Like eight hours of my yeah. life. <laughs> In fact, it's the longest liturgy ever. And and actually, it's all one liturgy. The Paschal Triduum is three days, but it's one liturgy. One liturgy if you'll yeah. notice, you go in Holy Thursday, and there's like a procession in, and there's an opening entrance song, but there's no dismissal. They tear down the altar. They strip the altar that night. And then yeah. Friday, we come, we kind of come back in. There's no procession in because we're still in the same liturgy, yeah. right? And then it's we awesome. go out <laughs> quietly at the end of Friday. In, and then we're basically Jesus is in the tomb on Saturday and we come back to the vigil and we follow the deacon in carrying this big candle into a darkened church and the light of the world basically comes, thanks to a deacon, comes yeah, to, I was to say, <laughs> had to throw that deacon part in there, didn't you? <laughs> and, By the way, and, Deacon Jeff is a deacon. That's right. So, <laughs> so you look at that and you go like, wow. And then you start. And then at the Easter vigil, you have all these readings that basically recount all, all of, of salvation yeah. history. That's why there's so many stinking readings. It's it's a powerful thing. And if, if you embrace that, it's like this is you suddenly realize at the end of Lent, this is what Lent was for. This is what this is why yeah. it's so powerful for Catholics to participate in those things. And then that will way better odds for transformation. It is. It is because how could you not be? And you're you're walking that path with Christ. You're you're actually like so many times we're asking you know, Jesus to come into our hearts during Lent, but really we're, we're being asked to come into his, Yeah, you know, to really understand him better and to walk alongside him and, and journey with Mary and, and all of the, all the, the apostles and everything through this and, and let it change our lives. I mean, it, really, when you see this and you really take it in, you, you can't, you can't be the same person anymore. You know, if you are, you didn't get it. <laughs> right. And so I know that we're past it now, right? We're, we're past it, but that calls us into living like Christ. And one of my favorite verses is John 14, 31, where he says, the world must know that I love the Father. And he does, I do everything that he commands me. This is lived out through the passion of Christ and through the end of, uh, uh, through the Holy Triduum. And, and all of that is, is Jesus saying yes to God. And now the question is posed to us, are you going to do the same thing, right? Are you going to say yes to God? Or are you going to give him your whole life? And that doesn't mean that you got to be, a guy on a podcast or a guy on a stage or anything else, but are you going to give the every everyday things of your life to God and start looking at, is he my priority? Is everything that I do, is it centered around being a Christian and what a Christian would do and how a Christian would live and walking in the state, in, in the, in the, the ways of Christ. So 
you know, again, just a how-to here. You know, I think we have to look at that verse, and it says that Jesus emptied himself. He humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death. Sometimes we think, all right, God, I gave you Lent. That's all you get, right? I was obedient for this period of time. No, when we when we accepted our baptismal promises, I know some of us were babies, but then we confirmed those at the age of reason. We said, I will serve you. I will give you my life, right? I love you, and I will serve you. And so now it's time, like, what now? It's time to live those things. And so we look at ourselves, and maybe if we didn't have the most productive Lent, and we just gave up something that was easy for us, well, maybe this is a sign now, this podcast is a call from God to say, all right, now empty yourself, right? Empty yourself. Look at your life. What is keeping you from me? And hint, hint, the first thing you think of that you go, I don't want to give him that, that's what he wants the most. Yeah. Like, that's where you start. So you start to empty yourself. Look at your pride, your selfishness, your pettiness, you know, your judgments, your unforgiveness, all of those things, and start to give them to him, right? Just give it up the way that he gave up everything for us and start to adopt his mindset. And then the total obedience, you know, there needs to be a total surrender of our will to God's. Like every decision, every circumstance, every life situation or temptation needs to be given to God so that our will can be aligned to his. Like I really think our life is a struggle of that, that give and take all the time of I know what God wants, but I want this. And trying to align those things to come together to to start to live the way that he wants us to live and to walk towards sainthood. And, and for some guys that hear that word, it may be scary. But look, if you're going to get to heaven, you're going to have to try your best to be a saint. Like, yeah. You don't get to be a saint without Only getting to heaven. Only saints go to heaven. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, so I heard one time all dogs get to go to heaven. Is that not true? Stop watching cartoons. Please don't tell that. My kids will they'll be crushed. <laughs> but you know, we need to seek his will in everything. And, and, and this is what it's about. It's about becoming more and more Christ-like through consistent conversion and willful obedience. And the only way we convert more is to say, I want your will more than I want my own. I surrender to you, Lord, and I will do what you ask of me, right? Whatever you say, I will do. You know, for me in that jail cell, Jesus did something for me I could not do for myself. And I've tried to say, I will do whatever you ask me to do the rest of my life. Am I perfect? No, I fail a lot, but I'm going to give everything to him because I owe him that, right, for what he's done. So, you know, here we are at the end of the show, guys. Look, if you didn't have the best Lent, you still have time, right? Lent is not just a period in our life. It's supposed to be for our whole life. So it's supposed to bring us into a deeper conversion to truly understand our Lord's passion. It's not just for 40 plus days. It's for the rest of our lives. Amen. So let's take the prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us to the point of giving your life for us. The events of Holy Week show us just how passionate you were about reconciling us to your Father. Help us to let you let how much you love us truly sink in so that it may bring further conversion in our lives. And Lord, open our eyes to see that Lent is not just meant to be a season in our lives, but a lifelong commitment to loving and serving God the way that you have. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.